Morning, everybody. Day 25 of 50 days of preparation. Hope you are doing well. Hope you enjoyed today. Uh, Cameron uh, came over like a good son today and helped his dad get some work done around the house. Um, had a nail gun in my hand. That's scary. And got some stuff done. It was really, really cool. And so uh, I'm really thankful that uh, for all of our kids, we have a blended family and thankful for all of our kids and thankful for Cameron coming over and helping today. And nobody got hurt. I was so happy. Nobody got hurt. It was awesome. Really cool. Um, so thank you so much for praying uh, for Rick and for Debbie and the whole Clendenin family. Uh, Rick, his surgery uh, went amazing. And um, he's got a long way to go. He's got battles ahead and obstacles ahead. But um, through the prayers of the saints around the world and through you praying from a place of righteousness and not begging God and all that stuff, but you pray, you believe in God and believing God's will and you releasing God's word in faith and praying the prayer of faith with saints all around the world, um, God's word works. And uh, and so Rick is doing well. The doctors are very happy uh, with his progress since surgery. Um, he still has a long way to go, uh, but he's going to get there quickly and he's going to have a quick recovery. And God's word is going to continue to work in him. I have a text from Debbie Clendenin, uh, Rick's wife. Uh, and and a mother, you know, to me in the faith, I love Debbie. She's just precious. And um, uh, that she was just so touched by everyone's prayers uh, last night and 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 praying, and it really deeply moved Richie, uh, Renee, and Debbie. And um, and and guys, we just Richie, Renee, and Debbie, we just thank you. We we love Rick, but we love you. And we know you're the one that has to put up with him. We get to hear him preach and all his wonderful stuff. And you, you know, you, you have to live with him. And so um, uh, we know you honor him. We know you love him. And we know um, that, you know, that ministry, you know, has its challenges and being a family, you know, serving and everything can be, can be difficult. We just say thank you for all that you do to help um, not only for you fulfilling your call, you know, in the kingdom of God, but for all that you do to honor, uh, you know, your husband and your father and to, to really, you know, help share him with the world. And we just thank you. And we're still praying. We're praying and releasing God's word over you. We know it's hard for you not being there with Rick, you know, in the hospital. Um, that's really difficult. And, and Debbie sent this text that was just a real encouragement and, um, and just wants to let everybody know um, how how much it means to them that you're praying and um, that they thank you for agreeing with them in faith and just keep praying. The doctors are happy with Rick's progress and we just want to keep seeing um, every step along the way, just acceleration of that healing and acceleration because we all agree. Debbie Debbie says, you know, we, we, we all agree. We do not believe Rick's assignment is done in the earth. He still has books to write. He still has, has, has sons to father and still has a gospel to preach. And so, um, uh, so thank you for praying for all that. He's doing much better and we're believing for miracles. 
And we're going to see miracles. Debbie said there's already been numbers of miracles happening through this process, and we're going to see more miracles happen. So um, we're going to pray for Rick in just a second and pray as we open today. But I want you to open your Bible to 1 Corinthians 15. Um, I'll tell you the verse here in just a second after we pray, but 1 Corinthians 15. And again, hope you guys are all doing well. You encourage me. Um, the Lord's been doing all kinds of stuff in my life and in Sarah's life and in our family. I know he's doing the same for you during 50 days of preparation. And again, start small, um, be consistent. Don't beat yourself up if you miss a day or you're not, or you didn't read your verse that day. And, and if something came and distracted you, don't beat yourself up. Just start again. Just start again. And, and, and if 50 days takes you 150 days, it's all right. If 50 days takes you 350 days, it's all right. Do not give up because the Lord is preparing you. He's not just preparing us. He is preparing us. But part of the preparing us, he's, he's preparing you because there's more. Your assignment's not done. God's not through with you. He wants to do things in your life. And he wants to release things in your life. And he's preparing you for a greater purpose. So, Father, we come to you today in day 25, and we just thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you continue to do. We lift up the Clendenin family, God. We pray over Debbie and over Richie and over Renee and over all the grandkids and the whole entire family, God. We just pray, Father, over them, and we pray over Rick, and we pray your word over his life that you are his healer, and that you are his great physician. We thank you for the doctors. We thank you for the work of grace and that you skilled their hands. We thank you for the successful surgery. And Father, we thank you. We thank you that, Lord, there is a quick and accelerated recovery in Rick, just healing over his entire body. Quick and, and accelerated recovery, God, in his, in his brain, in his body, in his mind, in his heart, and in every area of his life, God. That you just, we release life to him right now, healing and strength to him right now. And we thank you for your word being at work in his life. And Lord, open the word to us, help us hear, help us understand, and help us obey. In Jesus' mighty name. So uh, look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And the whole chapter is really good. But uh, Paul in verse 9, go to verse 9. Paul's sharing some stuff that I, I taught on recently on a Sunday, but I want to remind us of this. Verse 9, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9, when you got it, say got it. He says, but by the grace of God, actually verse 9, sorry, uh, for I am the least of all the apostles and am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now, if Paul would have kept writing this, like kept going with this kind of, I'm not worthy, I'd have been like, hang on, Paul, what about all, you know, but I love the word, but Paul has the but in the right place. He's got his butt in the right place. He's saying something that is true. He persecuted the church and in and of himself, he's not worthy. He's not worthy by, by whatever standards, he's not worthy. So then he, and he puts his butt in the right place and he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, 
But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. Now, Paul is one of the specific things he's saying here is with, with his, his butt being in the right place is he's saying, listen, I was a sinner. I did bad things. I was not worthy, but the grace of God made me who I am. I, a self-made man is a sad man. There's nothing to brag about, about being a self-made man. Because self can't make anything. Self-righteousness is not good. Self-justification is not good. Self-preservation. All that stuff about self, self-help is no help. And, and Paul is saying, I'm unworthy by myself, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And so, like I said, when I say, if you don't, if you're not familiar with this concept, that his butt being in the right place is he didn't switch it. He didn't say, I, I, you know, by the grace of God, I am what I am, but I was a persecutor and but I'm not worthy. No, no, he, he put it in. He put it in the right place of, of saying, saying the, the phrase in the right place of saying this is who I was, but this is what God has done and this is what grace has done. So we got to make sure our confession is right. And tonight I want to talk to you on day 25 about the confession of grace. If you want to activate grace and, and in order to, to do things like we did last night, from a place of grace and from a place of righteousness, we prayed the prayer of faith. See, from a place of law and from a place of feeling unworthy, people would pray, but they would beg God and they cry, oh, God, we're terrible sinners. God, that's not how we're supposed to pray. We're to pray the prayer of faith, um, standing um, in the place of grace and in the place of righteousness, because everything in the kingdom of God is by grace through faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is, is that way. And so tonight, as we focus on the confession of grace, I'm going to you know, unpack you know, what I've been doing in my life for a number of years and, and what we've been talking about, because this, this right here is our confession of grace. And, and you, you can, grace gives us many realities, many realities, righteousness, peace, joy, you know, healing, uh, prosperity, uh, uh, you know, uh, strength, endurance, all kinds of things that, that grace, even in the midst of trial and in the midst of suffering and in the midst of sadness, in the midst of battle, in the midst of stuff, God's blessing is still there. And it's all appropriated by grace through faith. And, and in order for me in my life to have that activated and activating grace in my life so I don't go back under performance and I don't go try to earn my way, because I, I can sometimes fall back into that. And if you're honest, I bet you'd say the same thing. So I, these confessions of grace have really helped me because, because this is the first confession is I am. So when we look at this, it's, it's part of, of my identity. I am righteous. Now you could say I am healed. And if you have a, a report from a doctor, that says you're sick, I would begin to say, I would begin to say, you know, just declare the word of God over your life. But when it comes to identity, righteousness is part of your identity. I am righteous. See, righteous, the word righteous means um, being right 
in God's eyes, meaning you are in right relationship with God. Yes, we used to be wrong, but now we've been made right. Jesus has saved us from being slaves of sin. We were sold into slavery through the first Adam and he redeemed us. And so now we have been made right with God, made righteous in our spirit, and our spirit is where our identity is. And so this thing about I am righteous as a confession of grace, uh, and I don't know if you can see the blue, and, and I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but your, con- your confession of, your, of I am righteous is your identity. It's your identity. This is who you are. I am righteous. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have submitted and surrendered your life to him. You believed in your heart and through prayer, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the grave. Then you are saved. And when you are born again and saved and Jesus is your Lord, you have been made righteous. We've talked about this. And so your identity is eternal. It is a spiritual reality. This, your identity is part of your being. Now, all of these function as part of your beliefs, and they, they, they release out um, through, through your life into your behavior, but your identity is part of your being. You are a spiritual being who has a soul and you live in a body. So you are not what you feel. You are not what you do. You are not what has been done to you. And, and, and so part of your being is to understand your identity is your being. Now, your being will release your doing, but doing will never create being. And so we are not what we do. We are who Christ made us to be, it, it, those who are in Christ. So, so this is my identity. So the I am th- thing is, is a starting place. It's where I start from. I am righteous. I am righteous. I write it on a card. I got it. I, 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 I put it in my head. I put it in my heart. I am righteous. I am righteous. A hundred times a day, I am righteous. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And, and you just, you know, you begin to just declare the word of God over your life. So I am righteous. Righteous and a righteousness I received by faith. The second thing is what I have. This is what I, I have. And what I have, what I have because of my identity is I have ability. I have the ability to do right. So be, because I am righteous, I therefore have the ability to do right. I don't need to pray for the ability to do right. I don't need to cry out to God, oh God, give me the ability to, to not, you know, hurt this person or not say this or not think this or not. No, if you have the ability to do right, if you are righteous, you have it. You might not know how to get your hands on it or what pocket you put it in, so to speak, but you have the ability. So you you and I as believers are never in a place where we are we are we don't have the ability to do right. We always have the ability to do right. God's given us in the identity of righteousness that he's given us by grace through faith. We have the ability 
So a confession of grace is saying what God says. The word confess means to say the same thing as. So we are saying what God says. So I am righteous in God's eyes. I have the ability to do right in God's eyes. The third one is I can, I can choose. I can choose. And this word, this word choose speaks to authority. This word choose speaks to authority, that you have the authority in God's eyes to make a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. What you do is not up to the devil. What you do is not up to to anybody else. You are not a prisoner to the opinions of anybody else. The devil can't make you do nothing. So, Because of your confession, as you establish these in your life and you say these all the time in your heart. For me, I've been saying them just just in my heart, just like it's almost like second nature. I I am righteous. You know, I have the ability to do right. I can, meaning I have the authority. I can choose to do right. God has given me that authority to choose right. The Bible is full of of the reality that we have a choice. Choose this day. I set before you life and death. Choose this day. You have a choice. That alone will empower you when you're facing a temptation or you're facing a trial or you're facing whatever to remember a confession of grace that I am righteous. I have the ability to do right. And then I have the choice to do right. It's my choice. So whether you do right or you do wrong, the choice is yours. You have a choice. And then the the fourth one is I will. I will. Now, this is an interesting thing. This is what I've added recently to my confession of grace, because I would say these things. And then I recently added this because the confession of grace is about your identity, about your ability, about your authority. But it's also about your responsibility. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me spell it. I am righteous and I can spell. I hope that's spelled right. If not, then just be gracious. So I will do. That speaks to responsibility. We have a response ability, an ability to respond to God and to in our circumstance, in every circumstance, we have the ability to respond righteously righteously. And so uh, all of this is in God's eyes. Our identity is in God's eyes. Our ability is in God's eyes from God's perspective is what I mean. The authority that we have to choose is in God's eyes. And the responsibility that we have when we say I will, um, then that's that's in God's eyes and in God's perspective. So so these are not only this is my being, but these are my beliefs and my beliefs with a confession of grace releases into my actions and I create and, and into my behavior and I create new habits. And these new habits that my daily habits form the direction of my life. Your destiny is accomplished by by the 
continual fulfillment of your daily habits, the direction in which your life is going, one habit at a time. And we need holy habits because we've been made holy. We need righteous habits because we've been made righteous. So my being, my being must release into my beliefs. I must believe who God says I am. And when I believe who God says I am, my behavior will be fueled by my beliefs. Instead of flipping that around where I try to become something by doing something. You're never going to get there. You're going to be just chasing in circles. You're never going to get there. But when I realize that God has done something in Christ and made me righteous and I have a confession of grace that every day of my life, all day, every day, all day, every day, I am righteous. I have the ability to do right. I have the I can choose to do right, meaning I have the authority to do right. I will do right. Now, with I will, you're moving from a place of intention And that's how I used to say it. I would say, I want to do right. I can do right. I should do right. I want to do right. And that's a statement of intentionality. And there's nothing wrong with intention, but you need action. Because how many times you, you, you judge yourself based on your intentions, but you judge other people based on their actions? And so what has to happen is we need to move our intentions to the realm of action. We don't need to be hearers only. We need to be doers of God's word. And we need to realize that our choice needs to have, needs to have specific action. And don't try to go big. Go really small. Start small. Start with one simple thing. Watch one video. Just start one simple thing and, and begin to, to even write out the one thing that you're going to do differently to align your life up with your identity, you you begin to have a, a declaration, a grace confession, a confession of grace to say, I am, I have, I can, and I will. And you make it as specific and small as possible. You know, I will, I will watch a video every single day. I will read my verse um, morning, noon, and night. Not just three times a day, at 9 a.m., at 12 p.m., at, you know, you put the time in there. Even put the place on my morning drive or what, be as specific as you can and as small as you can. And as you say these different things in your heart, what will happen like a volcano, the grace of God will begin, the life of God, the presence of God, the power of God will begin to flow up through your life as you say the same thing God says about you. Because we're not trying to be right in our eyes. We're trying to be right in God's eyes because righteousness is being right in God's eyes. You know, righteousness means there has been a verdict, a judicial action, a judgment that has been made over you. And God's judgment over you is that he declares you righteous. That means that God's justice and justness has been accomplished in your life. That once you put your faith in Christ, his justice and justness. So when we talk about being justified, being declared righteous, that I am guilty no more, that I am a slave 
to sin no more. I have been freed. I have been made righteous. That's why the, the, uh, a confession of grace is so important and so powerful because you have to retrain your brain. You got to retrain your body. You got to renew your mind to the new you living in you. And you do that. You do that recognizing that my flesh is not my identity. My flesh and my old sinful habits and my old sinful things is not who I am. Because if I believe that's who I am, then I'm going to cut this thing off and Christ is not going to live through me. I'll go to heaven when I die because of my faith in Christ, but I won't bring heaven to earth. So I need to have a confession of faith to realize that God's God already made a judgment over me because I've been crucified with Christ. And I no longer longer live, but Christ lives in me, which means his righteousness lives in me, in my spirit. And now while I'm in this body, I'm going to live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I want you to just begin to understand um, every single day. Start small and just be consistent. Make it flexible. However it works for you, I'm showing it, showing you how it works for me. That I'll walk around, I'll be driving the car, but even as I was working today uh, with a nail gun, which I know is scary, but I was working with a nail gun today, I'm thinking about I am righteous. I have the ability to do right. And I can choose to do right in any circumstance. I thank you for that authority, God, that you've given me to make a choice. And that I will do right. I will do right. And I'll set up daily habits, not just being intentional, but bringing my intention to a place of action because God's word is living and active. God's word is living and active, and I'm going to start small and begin to release his life in me. So tomorrow morning, I'll be teaching on Isaiah 61 at 10 a.m., and, and then tomorrow night, uh, day 26, uh, I'm going to be talking about um, uh, conviction uh, really, I'll probably call it this. I'll probably call it a confession of righteousness. We're talking about a confession of grace. I'm going to talk up really about the conviction of righteousness and how God convicts us. But I think I'm going to tie it into confession. And then day 27, I'm going to talk about the judgment of grace and unpack the thing about the judgments that we're going to face. And then beginning day 28, we're going back into Exodus and finish out uh, the, the 40 days of personal renewal in the midst of the 50 days of preparation, I'm going to go back and finish out Exodus, but we're going to take all of this and bring it with us into the Exodus story so you can understand how Christ wants to prepare you for your promised land. Because he, he saved you from something, but he saved you for something. And God's got a work in your life that he wants to do through you. And a confession of grace will activate the grace of God in your life because life or death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we need to start saying what God says about us, not what we feel. Or not what, not, you know, we need to say, declare the word of God in our life. Sow it into our heart and declare it throughout the rest of our life. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for everyone watching. And I pray a fresh release of your grace over their life. Strengthen them, encourage them, empower them, and put your word, help them, God, help them to put your word into their mouth so it will be released through their life through a confession of grace. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. See you tomorrow at 10 and 7.
Love you. Bye.